Hey everybody, welcome to the third episode of the Socially Distanced Podcast. My name is Bill Bodkin. I am the editor-in-chief of thepopbreak.com. Joining me every single week is my co-host, the reluctant managing editor of thepopbreak.com, Al Manorino. What's going on, Al? Hi, Bill. Doing good. And we have a very special guest this week. He is kind of an unsung hero on thepopbreak.com because he's the man who created that lovely musical interlude you heard leading us into my uh, melodious voice. And he is the guy who engineers all our podcasts. He's our resident 80s metal uh, correspondent um, and uh, just an all-around connoisseur of all things red meat and alcohol Lucas P. Jones, what's going on, man? Hey guys, yeah, I feel like at this point I'm just kind of like a like a spot fix it for weird niches at this point. You know, it's just like '80s metalhead engineers podcast smokes a mean brisket. You know, whatever you need. I mean, sounds like you're all around true American, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> but we did. I, I try my best. There was a, a there's a funny story about Lucas that uh, he did dress up in leopard spandex to interview the band steel panther who at this point along with the Jim blossom should be our house band um but yeah you did that at the starland ballroom talk a little bit about that because that is one of the weirder and by weird i mean awesome things we've ever done on the site yeah i mean it's it's one of those things where so i've got a bunch of 80s clothes including like some snakeskin spandex and things because I played in an 80s cover band in college and still sometimes do. Um, What's the name so, of this band? And please plug it. <laughs> so back in the day, we were called Democalypse. Um, <laughs> and we lived in Demarest Hall at Rutgers. Um, and so we were a, a metal band in the hipster dorm. But uh, most recently, my old punk band, Bird Hotel, dressed up as Judas Priest uh, one or two Halloweens ago. And that was our latest foray into we did a whole Judas Priest cover set, and that was a blast. Was Demers Tall the one that had the smiley face with one eye on it? That is. That's the all-knowing smiley. Yes, it I, is. I, I actually still have the phone number that you can call and scare freshmen with because the old phone systems are still hooked up. That place has a, a lot of history. God bless Rutgers University <laughs> and its really, really weird traditions. Yep. Oh, good Lord. So, as always, we're going to be talking about our week in social distancing. So, the, some of the WTF moments or moment happening in pop culture. Some uh, slices of, a slice of fried gold. The music we're listening to. The TV and movies we're watching during this time. And, you know, a couple things that are giving us some hope. So, Al, I'm going to pitch it over to you. Uh, give us the uh, WTF for episode three. What the actual fuck? Quibby. Reminds me of Cubert, the uh, 80s arcade game uh, a hero and also co-star in Wreck-It Ralph. Is he really a co-star? I think he's in like a half a scene. I mean, more of a, maybe a cameo appearance. Yeah, I would say cameo. So uh, Quibby is, if, if if you guys are a fan of... Uh, streaming services, which I'm guessing most of you are since uh, we have nothing else to do while in quarantine is uh, besides binge watching. Uh, Quibi is a new platform that is dropping uh, this week, uh, April 6th. Um, so that could be after this airs, before this airs, who knows. Uh, but it's a it's a mobile only subscription video service set to launch 
uh, in the U.S. and Canada. And it is unlike everything else that's kind of out there currently, mostly uh, because of this micro uh, content that they are uh, uh, pushing heavily. Uh, you know, one of the one of the things that they've described is these movies and chapters. So uh, it's you're not watching a TV show. You're watching one long epic story in 10 minute chunks, which is uh, kind of different. I, I think they are the, the crowd that they're trying to appease is the uh, people sitting on toilets and the uh, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the people who are scrolling uh, nonstop before they go to bed, trying to find something to fill the, the, the void of emptiness uh, in their lives. So uh, why are we talking about this? Why is this a what the fuck? I mean, it's, it's something that could potentially be a game changer or also could be forgotten in a month's time. The only reason I think it even has uh, it stands a chance is the amount of talent that is involved um, in this. But before we get into any of that, let's just give you a little more information about Quibi. Um, like I said, it's a subscription service. It's going to be $5 a month. There's a 90-day free trial available if you sign up now. Uh, T-Mobile customers uh, get one year free. Uh, they're they are not currently a sponsor of Socially Distanced Podcast, but we're you know we're always open for sponsorship. And we better uh, say nice be, things then. <laughs> that's right. And uh, there's going to be 50 titles available at launch. We'll get into more of that later. And uh, they're saying that these movies and chapters, there's going to be 35 of uh, these original programs being made this year. Uh, Bill, have you heard of Quibi? Is this something that intrigues you in any way? Uh, yeah, so we spoke about Quibi on, I believe, the first episode of TV Break, the Pop Breaks uh, monthly TV podcast. And I'll say what I said there. This reminds me of when I was a little kid and my uncle showed me a VHS tape of a collection of serials that they used to show back in like the, I guess, so gosh, his age is probably the 20s and 30s where they used to have stuff like the Phantom and the Shadow and other stuff where it would just be like these very brief um, chapters um, shown basically in the trailers or before a movie. So he would go see a double feature. You would have cartoons, you'd have serials, then you'd have your feature. And then you'd have cartoons, serial, your next feature. So that's what it reminds me of. So I guess what's old is new new again, but... um, yeah, so it's it's an interesting concept for sure. You know, everyone says we have short attention spans these days. Lucas, as someone who usually arrives late to things anyway, <laughs> is this that's ironic this, coming from you, man? I know. Is this something that uh, you will eventually stumble upon in you know six six to eight months time? <laughs> well, Al, in two years uh, when I finally decide to subscribe, no, it's. Uh, it's interesting. Um, I I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about this. I like I I get the idea. I get the point. Um, I think it's. I think it's honestly just a little bit too late. Um, I, I I have a feeling, and I don't want to get into it because everyone's getting into it. But obviously, we're living in interesting times right now, and I just feel like not that many people are going to be going back to the five day work week. And this is a thing that's designed for people who are going on their daily commutes every day. Like it's it's bite sized material that you can get, you know, two or three 
quote unquote shows or movies in on your commute to work. And I just feel like now is the worst time for something like this. I just don't know how long term of an idea it is. It's a cool idea. But to me, it strikes me as one of those like, you know, meal delivery kits that you see them change every six months. I mean, as a as a father, I think this might actually work in the sense that I can only watch 10 minutes of a movie anyway before I am, you know, before my child is screaming or, or needs a snack or needs to be put down for a nap or only you know, gets more intense as they exactly. age, my friend. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So I'm I waiting for it. Sophie's cameo this this episode. So <laughs> I, I was gonna say I think this is a, the perfect platform for for Bill and I, maybe not for you know an eligible uh bachelor who is not single, so I guess you're not eligible uh-huh. normal. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put that on a business card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> eligible bachelor who is not single who is not single um i think bon vivant would be really good Ooh, bring a little lego movie reference in there great um so let's just really quick go into why i think this could actually work um there's a lot of talent that they've uh i don't know bribed to be in here or paid maybe because you know it is a business of sorts and um you know content is is king right now in terms of all the streaming platforms and uh they have these movies and chapters as previously mentioned uh, multiple times uh one of those is something called survive which stars uh sophie turner another one is a an, an adaptation of the most dangerous game with uh, the hunger games is liam hemsworth and then you got more comedy uh content uh caitlin olsen and uh, Will Forte and Eva Longoria are in a, a show, uh, or sorry, another movies and chapters called Flipped, uh, which looks really interesting. And, and, you know, if it's Will Forte and Caitlin Olsen, how bad can it be? Uh, there's a lot of different, uh, you know, unscripted shows as well. There's one with uh, Jennifer Lopez, another one with Titus Burgess, and I'm pretty sure I saw one with uh, LeBron James as well. And uh, there's uh, another one with uh, a documentary with Reese Witherspoon. I mean, Bill, these are some big names. Well, it shouldn't surprise anyone as Jeffrey Katzenberg is behind this. And Walt Disney, NBC Universal, Sony Pictures, Warner Media, Viacom, and Alibaba all have some uh, a little bit of a say in this, a little bit of a stake in this, I should say. Uh, people don't remember... Um, Jeffrey Katzenberg, he was the chairman of Walt Disney Studios, and, you know, he helped produce a couple, uh, or get some movies made called The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin and the Lion King, also one of the uh, founding members of DreamWorks. So, the dude is connected, he is ho- he is Hollywood royalty, so it doesn't surprise me that these people are lining up, also I know Chance the Rapper has a show on there too. Um, it's freaking yeah. punked. It's punked. Oh, yeah, well, they're the, bringing back. That's the show. I'm no thanks. Uh, they're bringing back Singles Out too. Oh, <laughs> yeah. sorry again. Weird, but that seems a little yeah. too late too because we have all these other ones like The Circle and Love Is Blind and all that stuff. I feel like we're a little late on Singled Out coming back. But it was interesting what you talked about uh, being a dad and, and trying to consume content as I am five years behind everything on movies right now. And I used to go see 25 movies a year. Now I see five, maybe, you know, so it's like, so this stuff could be interesting. And 
I feel like there has been word on Quibi, but I don't. I feel like there should be a. F- I should be hearing about Quibi every five seconds. I know the Super yeah. Bowl had a lot, but it's just like every day I should be hearing about this because Lucas is right. This is like everyone has the time. Mm-hmm. And you and you mentioned you mentioned uh, briefly that you know the Netflix has stuff like The Circle and Love Is Blind. What other streaming platform is even attempting to compete with them in terms of the reality TV game? We, we, we spent an entire episode last week talking about Tiger King, their docuseries. Is anyone else doing what they're doing in, in that case? I don't really think so. Like The, what only, the only thing off that strikes me off the top of the head is Amazon Prime has that new version of uh, Project Runway with Heidi Klum and Tim Gunn. Yeah. But that got a little, like, swept under the carpet just because that was being released while points to the world, you know, everything happened. Absolutely. Um, So, I I mean, I'll send it over to Lucas before we move on. But is this something that, you know, with everything I just mentioned in terms of the the amount of talent involved and the different types of shows, is this something like your significant other would try to catch up on? Or, or even like you guys can sit down for for date night, which is you know inside because we can't leave the house. <laughs> yeah, I just I just don't know. I I feel like you know as someone who just switched um, my mom over to we just helped my mom cut the cord, um, which I do not recommend being the point man on any uh, operation of that magnitude for anybody. Um, but as someone who just did that, I just can't see myself signing up for another streaming service. Um, my other issue is this, and I, the content looks incredible. I mean, hands down, the content looks incredible. I think that's going to give it a lot of success early on. I worry about the price point, and I worry about the price point in comparison to the level of talent they're getting. Because it kind of strikes me almost like a movie pass situation, where it was like, it, it's it's a nickel, and you can see as many movies as you want. And you know, this is saying that with some ads – you're paying $5 a month without ads, $8 a month. We know which option everyone's going to pick, right? And even if they don't, it's still dragging that that average down to, what, $6 a subscriber? I just don't think that's enough to maintain the level of content that they're going to need in order to compete with the established brands. This platform needs its Stranger Things. Stranger Things was what got me back into Netflix, Um, I was, you know, an OG, like pre-streaming, got the DVDs type subscriber, then left due to years of unemployment and then came back because of Stranger Things. So it's it's it needs that piece of content that's going to hit a national nerve in order for people to jump on this. I think you're going to get some people who are going to jump up because they like being the first uh, but uh, they need something that's going to be a big hit out the gates that's going to like capture national attention. We thought yeah. Netflix was going to be, oh, Netflix is going to be on the ropes because of Disney+. Plus. Well, everyone's watching Tiger King. That's right. You, you know, I mean, so. Yeah, they need their water cooler show for uh, a world that doesn't have a water cooler anymore. They so need a Zoom cooler show. A Zoom cooler. No, they need they need they need a show or these these movies and chapters. They need one that's gonna you know have people online just memeing and 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 making it trend and and putting it to a level where people would start paying attention because 
you know, like I already mentioned, they're, they're doing the route that Disney Plus did with uh, Verizon customers had the first year free. T-Mobile have the uh, customers have the first year of this free. So that's, you know, that's a built in audience right there of people who will subscribe just to check it out at least. Maybe. And maybe. Because I I mean, Disney, Pl- Disney Plus had the, you know, had the has the cachet of the name plus the Mandalorian. Well, yes. I mean, I don't think Lucas, I, I don't Disney think Disney anyone... Plus is a streaming service. Yes. I don't know if you've heard of it. <laughs> I I have the Hulu Disney Plus ESPN Plus bundle right. package. That so ESPN I have, Plus uh, is crushing it right now. <laughs> it was a horrible time to invest in ESPN oh. Plus. <laughs> they were well, small. You know WrestleMania was supposed to be on that. I think this year there was the bid for that. Now it's just in an empty arena yeah. in Tampa, happening he, right now on the WWE Network. <laughs> Yeah, Peyton's Places is good though. If you if you get a chance to watch that, I think that's worth it. And obviously, when sports come back, it'll be yeah. it'll be worthwhile. And you can watch all the uh, the thirty for thirties too. The, like, yes. uh, the silly thing was like you had the the fights, or was like, hey, you could pay per month, then pay the sixty dollars through us to get yeah. you know Fury Wilder and McGregor, whatever tomato can they put him up against. <laughs> so I mean, the verdict here on uh, on Quibi is. We maybe, don't know. Maybe, we, maybe we'll check it out. We will. We'll, we'll we'll do our research. We'll get back to you. Maybe we'll be on a uh, a watch list in the future. Or maybe um, they'll but, be nice and uh, hook us up uh, via press. Ooh, uh, that'd be great. Yep. Um, okay. So moving into our next segment, a slice of fried gold. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Yeah, boy. Uh, I believe it was on Monday. Uh, John Krasinski of the office fame uh, and director extraordinaire of a quiet place and the now pushback a quiet place Two, uh, launched a YouTube channel called the, and I'm going to probably gonna get it wrong. The some good news network uh, where he wanted to focus on the positivity in the world. And one of the highlights of that, besides showing some very uh, someone cut some onion moments uh, was an interview with Steve Carell. Because the 15th anniversary office uh, office's premiere just happened, uh, I believe, a week or so ago. And so he and Steve Carell cut it up talking about some of their favorite moments on The Office, including one of my favorite episodes, The Dinner Party, where Michael Scott shows off his lovely plasma TV. So, Lucas, you watched, uh, you watched this. Uh, it was about like a 10, 15 minute clip. Uh, mm-hmm. there's no word if this is going to continue. I would assume so. Cause what else are we doing? Um, what'd you think? I thought it was pretty cool. I, I really liked it. Actually. It was, uh, it was very, you know, sort of informal. It was, you know, I, I personally, I'm not a fan of the, the late night talk show format where everything's, you know, very scripted and very stiff and very press junket. Uh, so I, this to me felt a little more natural that they, you know, it seemed like they're actually having a good time and, and kind of talking about some stuff. And, you know, I kind of like the idea behind it. You know, just here's some good news, you know, plain and simple. Alfred? Yeah, I, I think we mentioned it last week with uh, Colbert uh, doing some, like, random, you know, video of him turning into Tony Stark. You know, a lot of these late night show hosts are doing these uh, doing their shows from home and we're seeing this other side of them. We're seeing them with their families, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon, he had like all of his kids, like either on the show or helping, uh, put the show on with, uh, with this, some, 
some good news, which is coming back. I think he's working on like the next episode. I think it's going to be hopefully a weekly segment. Um, I mean, he's a bored actor who, who's just a good hearted dude and wants to, you know, shine a little bit of light in this very, very dark and strange time that we're in. Um, you know, I think Krasinski is Krasinski and Emily Blunt are like top three coolest celebrity couples like ever. Um, and it's just, you know, it's just another check mark for him being just one of the coolest guys. Uh, there was something I, I recently went on a buddy of mine's podcast. Um, I committed pod adultery. I apologize. Um, Son of a bitch. I know it was called, uh, I believe it's called detoxify and it's, um, we we talked about as Al. We're also on video, so Al just moved it so I could just see his forehead. Um, we're talking about how empathy really is very important during this time, and to see people in positions of you know fame, authority, power, whatever have you, uh, basically, you know, experiencing the same, you know, going through the same experiences we are. Uh, it, it's sort of comforting because, you know, we often remove ourselves that we feel like they're far off from where we are. So it's like Krasinski throughout the, the episode looked like one, he was just stressed and also two at times he looked like he was going to cry. Um, and I think that's something like we can all really get behind because that's what we all, a lot of us feel. And I think, he is right. All we hear is negative on the news. To, to hear some positive is good, but also to see him as a guy who's like a little bit freaked out is like also very much like, oh, hey, you know, Big Tune is going through the same thing we are. So I, that's why I kind of enjoyed that. Um, Lucas, I'm going to kick it to you. Were you a fan of The Office? Um, so I have am a fan of The Office, <laughs> but I have never watched it in its entirety or in any substantial way. Um, the episodes I have seen have been phenomenal. Uh, I just have never really gotten all the way through it. Um, I will say that I am a huge fan of John Krasinski and Steve Carell. Um, they are some of the most genuinely funny people, I think, on the face of the earth. Them together is incredible. Um, you know, and then I think you can see that chemistry on on that particular episode. If we're going to call it episode one, you know, it. Uh, I think it was. I think it was really cool, and it was really cool to see. Uh, so, if you had a like, what's been the favorite thing from the office that you have seen slash remember? Um, I would say that it is almost the Seinfeld style stuff that they get up to, where it's these. You know, if, when you kind of watch it by itself, it's like, how did they get to this sort of harebrained scheme at the end? But if you watch the episode, it's like, oh, no, it makes sense, I guess, if you watch it. Um, you talk about the the, the run for the cure. Um, yes. That whole plot line is just phenomenal. Um, I like the little break-ins and stuff, especially with uh, Dwight and Jim. Um, the pranks, the back and forth. Asian Jim is one of my favorite of all time bits of that show it's just so well done um but yeah I, I think it's more the seinfeld style stuff just the you know how did we get here and then you go back and you're like oh i guess it makes sense to a crazy person but here we are oh what about you which i mean what's your you know one your take on what krasinski's done if unless and two what's you know what what was your what's a favorite office moment or a couple episodes that you dug well to, to go on your first point i mean 
I kind of want to see like John Krasinski do this on a regular basis, even when all of this is over, because he obviously is like really good at it. Uh, yeah, I totally saw that. Like he definitely seemed nervous because you know first time doing anything like that, but it was just so genuine that it made me want to keep watching it. You know, not only just when he interviewed Carell, but when he interviewed uh, the girl at the end who survived cancer. Like, I was like that was so great, and oh. like he's like in awe of her. Yeah. Um, which was fantastic to watch because like it just shows again, he's just a regular guy. Um, as for the office, uh, I was a huge office fan. Um, I, I caught onto it about, I think like five seasons in. So I, I ended up buying the first five seasons on DVD, watching them and then started like, I think like midway through five or maybe, uh, six started, um, and then watched it through to the end. Um, it's it's fantastic. I mean, obviously, it's 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 such a great show. Um, I think it's a show that you know obviously dips in quality when uh, Carell leaves. There's still Absolutely. some funny moments and stuff. Um, you know, when everyone says The Office is the greatest show of all time, I say yeah up until season five, and then sorry, it's not anymore. Um, it's a I really still, great show. I'll I still argue one of the greatest finales of all time. Yeah, because. It, it was a, a solid finale. And of course you would not say that if they didn't bring Carell back. Oh no. I no, mean, and that, that's one of the great moments. Like when he yeah. said when oh, that's so what she said. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. And he had the, he had two phones because he has, uh, he filled all the, the first one up with pictures of his kids. Yeah. <laughs> so he had to get another phone. And, uh, that I thought was great. And, uh, have either of you guys seen, I know Al, you probably have uh, a quiet place. Oh God. Yeah. Couldn't wait for uh, see. I have not seen it yet. So uh. now that you have time, I mean, the office is going to take a long time. I would say yeah. find it, mm-hmm. turn off the lights. You got that brand new TV in your girlfriend's apartment. <laughs> Enjoy. It's a, it's like something like I, I watched it in the theater. I don't know if Al you saw it in the theater or not. I did. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great theatrical experience. So oh if you got that okay. that brand new TV. Turn the lights on, make oh, lights off. Sorry, bake some popcorn, and it's definitely a a a, a fun experience. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So let's move on to our next segment, which is the watch list. Since we're just talking about watching movies, um, this is basically where we talk about uh, stuff, either movies or television shows that, or what, whatever, stand-up specials. You know, could be anything that we're watching on TV that we want to recommend to our listening audience lucas again being the guest uh you're first up what is something you're recommending to the listening audience that they should be watching during this time well um i will say that very quickly on a personal note i have finally finished watching all of the star trek i have watched it all um i was a huge fan of picard i thought that was very well done some some bumps yeah uh, some bumps in the road uh, from time to time, but I think I've just been telling everyone to kind of stick with it um, and and kind of do that. I will say the one thing on Netflix that I was, I think, shocked at how much I liked it um, is the comedy lineup. I don't know if you guys have seen this, where it's a, it's a whole bunch. Oh. I'm, I'm pulling it up now. So it's a whole bunch of, we were just talking about Quibi, 15-minute comedy sketches by a bunch of different comedians. Um, and so there's like a bunch of different styles of comedy that's all there. Um, there's a bunch of different topics and perspectives and things like that. Um, but we just worked our way through it 
And um, my favorite comedian, I think, was Ian Carmel. Um, I have not laughed that hard at a comedy special in years. I mean, I love Tom Segura. I love guys like that. But this guy, Ian Carmel, was knocked down hilarious for 15 solid minutes. But it's called Comedy Lineup on Netflix. And uh, how many episodes is it? Um, it looks like, ooh, I think nine episodes. Um, and like I said, all 15 minutes, all different comedians. Are they using it as the minor leagues to see who's going to get a Netflix special? Probably. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, they're all funny. Sabrina Jaylees, I think that's how she pronounces her name is also a real good time. But yeah, I would say a comedy lineup on Netflix. Mostly I, I have comedy central's uh, premium blend. They would do stuff like that. Here yeah. goes. It reminds yes. me of Comedy Central Presents, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I have to second what Lucas said. Uh, I didn't. So uh, the the minor league system, I totally get that reference. But it's funny because you know, you pretty much know everyone who's involved. Like the, the yeah. first, I think the first female comic of the second season, it was the best friend in uh, Always Be My Maybe. The one with uh, Ali Wong, the, the Netflix mm-hmm. with Keanu Reeves. Uh, that was amazing. Uh, the one that really uh, blew my mind, who actually also has a Netflix special, so it was kind of like a reverse, was uh, Taylor Tomlinson. Oh. She's so funny. Yeah. So <laughs> funny. Um, and she's – so she has a brand-new Netflix special and uh, and an episode of the, 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 the comedy lineup. There's also – kind of confusing because there's the stand-ups too, and I think she actually might be in that – and I might be getting these shows confused. So there's actually two competing Netflix comedy series stand-ups. The stand-ups and the the, the, the one that Lucas mentioned. So, uh, yeah, Taylor Thomas is awesome. So that's kind of part uh, – her special is part of my watch list recommendation. Uh, my second watch list – hmm, this is a, it's a tough one. Because I've been trying to watch a lot of movies that I've missed, whether uh, 2019 and, and uh, you know, obviously some of the ones that uh, came out uh, early this year and then didn't really get a full release. Um, I really enjoyed, um, I really enjoyed Jojo Rabbit. If you haven't seen it yet, directed by Taika Waititi, who we interviewed yeah. on the site, who we interviewed on on thepopbreak.com. You can check that out. Uh, it's a great movie. It's got a, a great cast. It almost feels like if Taika Waititi directed a Wes Anderson movie. That makes That's sense. The, that I mean, like in the sense of like crazy talented, uh, well-known cast. It's very you know it's it's set in in World War II. It's about like a, a, a basically a Hitler youth who has an imaginary friend who is actually Adolf Hitler, um, and he finds out that. There's a, a Jewish girl living in his house, and he's trying to learn more about her, and like, so he could, you know, help, you know, get rid of the Jewish population. But it's it's like weirdly like an empathetic film. It's like a, kind of like a satire. I don't know. It's it's just really really funny. Taika Waititi is outstanding. The uh, the direction he actually won a uh, an Oscar for the film as well. Um, Sam Rockwell's in it, and he's peak sam rockwell um it's it's fantastic it's a great movie highly recommend uh yeah dad's catching up with movies basically and i'm right there with you bill <laughs> um 
I actually had a movie in mind, and it's complete. Uh, well, I, I'll, I'll give you two recommendations since I'm the editor in chief of the site and sort of running, steering the ship on the episode. Why not? Um, if you're a parent, uh, my recommendation at last last episode I recommended Ducktales, uh, and that just premiered. Great first two episodes, but Disney Plus just uh, started streaming Onward, the latest uh, Pixar film, and uh, I have a review up on thepopbreak.com. It's actually a fairly good movie. I liked it a lot. It's not one of the Pixar classics, but um, it makes a crazy emotional like a readjustment in the second act of the film that just really floors you, and it's so awesome, and it changes the whole movie. Uh, Tom Holland and Chris Pratt are your lead voice actors. It's really fun watch for the kids. A lot of action, a lot of goofy comedy. Uh, for adults, there's there's a lot of really good drama and, and stakes, and you'll you'll be shedding a couple of tears by the end of it, man. So I, I highly recommend it. It's a good rewatchable film that you won't be like putting a sledgehammer to your head at the end of it. Like, why am I watching this for the tenth time? It's a very it's a it's a fun film. But my uh, official watch list recommendation is my wife, as I could hear it in the background downstairs, is re-binging New Girl, which was the Fox sitcom with uh, Zoe Deschanel and Jake Johnson and so many more. It's one of my favorite sitcoms of the last 20 years. It's just wonderful. Al, I know you're a fan. Uh, Lucas, I'm not sure if you've heard of this show. Uh, yes, I have heard of the show. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know uh, what you know on TV or not. <laughs> As a man who hasn't had TV for four years now, uh, I am a little behind usually, but um, I have intersected with New Girl a few times. Funny show. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's a great, you know, knee slapper, good time. I think most men who are watching it could really relate to Nick Miller, who is the crankiest <laughs> Son of a bitch alive. It's so... Yeah, I feel seen every time that show comes on. Um, and Zoe Deschanel is wonderful in it. Of course she sings in it. Uh, so many random cameos in the in, in small guest stars, too. You got Justin Long. You got Linda Cardellini. Um, Al, help me out. Um, I mean, the, the, the big, big cameo... Uh, is one of one of the best episodes of television ever. Too is the uh, the Prince episode. The Prince episode aired right after the Super Bowl one year. Yeah. If you're going to seek out one episode of this show, it just New Girl Prince. It's perfect. It's great. It mm-hmm. literally will. It, this is your appetizer to New Girl. If you watch <laughs> that episode and you're like, this is a funny show, binge the whole show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Rob Reiner, two other ones who were in there. Yeah, they play uh, Zoe Deschanel's parents. Yes, though that episode, the Prince episode, the best. Definitely mm-hmm. watch it. Love it. Um, and that is the watch list for episode three. And now it's time for, and fuck you, Al. I'm going to do it. Music in a time of quarantine. <laughs> so. Um, since I'm never going to get into my car anytime soon to record that, and that is my studio, I'm just going to sing it live on the podcast every week. Lucas, uh, can you add some, uh, can you add a riff under that? Oh, definitely, dude. Oh, Lucas can add a riff under anything. Yeah, it could literally be a video <laughs> I've of seen you. Him do it. Yeah, it could be a video of you 
ironing a shirt, and he could put some sick riffs underneath it, man. <laughs> I don't doubt him. So, Al, I'm going to start with you. What is some music or a band that um, you've been vibing on this past week that, or someone you want to recommend to the people to check out during this time of quarantine? So, um, it's I'm going to go with what Kat did last uh, last episode when she talked about like when she's feeling down, you know, and you know, depressed of everything that's happening right now. She doesn't really lean towards new music. She leans towards stuff that's making her feel more comfortable. Um, I've kind of just rediscovered Fountains of Wayne after everything that, uh, you know, what happened um, last uh, last week in, in the podcast world. Um, well, which we- is for people who don't know, Fountains of Wayne, of course, lead singer Adam Schlesinger, unfortunately, passed uh, after contracting COVID-19. Fountains of Wayne. Uh, the hit song Stacy's Mom. Also, Adam Schlesinger was the writer for a lot of the music for Crazy Ex-Girlfriend on the CW, and most famously, um, the title track for That Thing You Do. Yeah. So, um, been listening to them kind of uh, on repeat um, ever, ever since the news broke. Um, I said in a, in a Facebook post that um, I have no reason to not be a fan of theirs, but it was just one of those bands. I'm like, oh, they're a one-hit wonder, and I knew three songs from them, so already I was just bullshitting myself. So I went back and just listened to the, you know, their that kind of that breakthrough album with Stacy's mom, uh, Lucas. You're a Scrubs fan, me and you, diehard Scrubs fans. Um, they 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 sing the song "Hey Julie" from, uh, you know, the, the episodes with uh, Julie. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, JD's girlfriend uh, Mandy Moore, uh, who guest starred for two episodes, I think. Um, so that was already a song I knew from them, um, and you know that that whole album is fantastic. It's I'm blanking on it right now. I think it's Welcome Interstate Manager, but I'm going to double check. Um, but anyway, um, that's that's my first music recommendation, and since. Uh, we don't have a podcast recommendation, but it kind of fits in with listening. Um, oh, hello, the podcast. Um, <laughs> it's the best thing ever. Uh, the first episode dropped. If you guys don't know what Oh, hello is, uh, Nick Kroll and John Mulaney, two of uh, the funniest people on the planet. They uh, they have these characters, uh, Gil Faison and George St. Geeglin. They had a very, <laughs> I'm sorry, that's very, just a great name. very, sure. very, very. <laughs> very very uh popular um uh, broadway play of the same name oh hello that's that spun off from a kroll a kroll show sketch which uh, basically characters they've been doing for like the last 10 years um as like improv characters so um if you've never seen the netflix special which is uh it's literally just a taping of their broadway show uh, stop this podcast right now. Go watch that because it's, it's one of my like favorite things to watch. Okay, uh, uh, I, this podcast is over. I've never seen it. So. Yeah, bye. All right, go <laughs> later, Bill. Uh, yeah, I highly recommend you watch Oh Hello on Broadway. It's the best. Uh, the podcast is ridiculous. It's uh, <laughs> it's the the concept is there. They want to make a podcast about. <laughs> the death of princess diana but <laughs> they have they're not involved with that in any capacity and like the first episode is is them calling uh, ira glass and trying to get him to be involved in producing this podcast it's so ridiculous i love it go go listen to it it's i think it's available everywhere 
And for, oh, 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 sorry, Bill. What were you going to say? Uh, for those who are wondering about Al's recommendation, where the record Stacy's mom came off of from Fountains of Wayne, it is called. It is indeed called Welcome Interstate Managers. It is available on Spotify right now. Oh man, that album's so good. And uh, I will Luke have to it. check out um, Oh Hello because I do love John Mulaney at your recommendation. Yeah, uh, Lucas, what, what do you have for us? So I'm actually going to cheat a bit um, because I'm just I've here got... to talk about beer and meats now. <laughs> <laughs> you have not even seen my final form, um, <laughs> but <laughs> so I've I've got a new release for you. I feel like I should flip the script and do something that just came out. Um, do it. A uh, musician that's local to Jersey has played in New Brunswick and all around. Uh, J Thubes, J as in the letter J, T H O U B B S, um, has just released another album, and he, he has he has an incredible backlog. Uh, it's like progressive rock. Dude shreds on guitar. This album kind of switches between like being vibey with some progressive cool bits, and he's always experimenting. He's always trying something new. Um, he and I played together when we did the Judas Priest cover set um, back in the day. So he and I were dueling solos on Painkiller. Um, and after that, I just, yeah. So after that, I just I just sort of been following him religiously. He's on Spotify. Um, all his albums have a slightly different vibe. So if, if there's one that you're like, oh, this is too heavy or this is too light, you pick another one. And you know right away from the first song or two like what the vibe of that album is going to be. Um, so I highly recommend it, especially if you're looking for Jersey-based musicians, for those of you in Jersey, uh, for those of you just looking for some real good guitar-driven rock music. He does all the instrumentation himself. Everything is him. Bass, guitar, drums, the whole nine yards. Um, so that is that is my, my new release recommendation. Um, as far as stuff I've been really into, I've been diving real heavy into 80s synthwave revival. Uh, (laughs) so you mean the modern pop music of today (laughs) yeah in in a sense right um so it it started off when i heard the song tonight by sunset neon which is now my anthem forever um you should go look that up because that is just an incredible song and i found this band called i I rediscovered carpenter brute who i used to listen to all the time they're a lot of fun what was the name of the band carpenter brute okay um, but the band I want to talk about is Fury Weekend. Um, they're a synthwave rock group that has like a bunch of really cool dancey synths, some incredible guitar work in it. Um, they have a song called Night Riders. So obviously this is all based on like 80s arcade culture and movie and TV culture. Um, the sounds of the 80s um, with references to that era. Um, but it's incredible. It's such a good blend of synth and 80s guitar solos and just the arcade vibe. Um, I know I was born in 1991, but I feel like I am a spirit child of the eighties. So there you go. Fury weekend. Is that band Fury weekend? Well, I officially now know I'm 10 years older than you and (laughs) I wish I had more alcohol to drink. Um, So I am going to go off of recommendation I had last week because I just kind of said it because their album was released and that was Brian Fallon's local honey record. I just said, because it was out. I finally got the chance to listen to it, and um, just putting it out there, you have to be in the mood for it. It is definitely a moody kind of, I don't want to say sad, but 
elegiac or something that's probably not the right word it's like a cathartic record if you have that sort of just like everything it's just you need a record that's going to bring out the emotion and just like so you can literally cathart um i gotta say man this is a very and i'm sure he probably hates the description but very springsteen-esque record very nebraska vibe a lot of nebraska vibes here where it's very uh, you know, ev- you know, very evocative with its, you know, visually evocative in your mind uh, with the lyrics and a lot of storytelling, a lot of poetry in there. So if that's what you're looking for, if you need that sort of record in your life right now, Brian Fallon's Local Honey, definitely a must listen. Uh, there's not like a, <laughs> as you can say, there's not a banger on this one. Of course there's not. Um, I wouldn't say there's one song in, in particular that sticks out like crazy to me, but uh, outside of the title track, maybe, but this is a very good record if you're if you're looking for that type of record. Uh, if I'm going locally, I am going to go with not a band per se, but a record label, and they represent a certain subculture of music, and that is old friends of ours of the site, High Tide Recordings, who specialize in surf and exotic and lounge and uh, bossa nova stuff like that. Very mid-century modern record label. Uh, they are the producers of what was formerly known as the Asbury Park Surf Music Festival, now at, now known as the High Tide Summer Holiday. And they're a collective that brings musicians from as local as, since this is Lucas, Al, and I are both, all three of us are in New Jersey, as local as the Jersey Shore, and as far as away as Japan and Italy. Um, and go on Spotify doing high-tide recordings, there are a ton of fantastic instrumental playlists they have on there that are great, especially if you're working from home, if you're working on stuff you're writing on. It's great instrumental music that you can get behind and you could just like, or you could just put on and you could do work to. And it's not even if you're, you know, doing your full time job, whether you, I've often used this at barbecues, I've used it while cleaning the house. Like, it's great driving, fun. And again, and akin to the Fallon type of music where that's more of a catharsis and more of a evocative and sort of the, the lyrical texture is the music definitely is trans transports you to more of this tropical summer fun type of atmosphere, which quite frankly, we all can use. And, and, and as the, the sunnier days are coming, the, this is great music to listen to. It's happier music to listen to. It's very interesting music to listen to. Uh, and it, and if you love guitar work, I mean, there's some great guitar work in this record too, on these records too, and on these playlists. So high tide recordings, they are local based out of freehold, New Jersey, but have a very big international release, a ton of artists underneath their, um, uh, underneath their, uh, umbrella, ranging from Surfer Joe in Italy to uh, the Black Flamingos, which is their house band, basically, I'll say, in Asbury Park. And when we get back to normal and we can go out to bars again, go check out when they're usually at a great little bar in Asbury called Little Buddy Hideaway, which is just this little unmarked bar. It's the only thing you'll notice by it. They have a picture of Tom Selleck painted from Magnum P.I. So can't beat that. <laughs> You see that from a mile away. Oh, it's like that. You see that mustache from ten miles away. You know, you, <laughs> you know, God's kissing you on the cheek and telling you the world's okay again. Uh, we're now going to get into um, what's going to be our final segment, which is going to be a new hope, or it's giving us hope. The yet to be fully titled closing segment of this podcast. 
or we're going to be talking about something out there that's uh, giving us hope for the future or giving us hope right now. And one of those things, the subject is free stuff. There's a lot of places that are giving away free stuff. It was just announced uh, last week that HBO is giving away free streaming to shows like The Wire and Succession and The Sopranos and uh, Sirius XM is doing free uh, free um, streams of their uh, on, on your desktop or your mobile devices uh, of all the complement of their channels. A lot of free stuff out there. Al, I'm going to start with you this time since you look bored right now. I'm kidding. He's like checking his phone just like, no one's talking to me. Um, <laughs> why are we not talking about Joe Exotic? <laughs> He's looking into eyebrow piercings right now. Um, I'm so upset that we are not talking about Tiger King. And we really should just change this podcast to a Tiger King podcast. But anyway, so, yeah, free stuff, man. I mean, uh, I will probably end up asking people about Tiger King at the end since we have – it has been a week. But don't worry. Perfect. We, uh, yes. But let's let's talk about free stuff first. So, yeah, I'm – you know, we already talked about how Quibi is going to be free for T-Mobile users. Uh, HBO is giving, I think, 500 hours of uh, free programming available for people. Correct. Um, you know, Sirius, I think – is it members? Is it past members are allowed or is it all people? It's everyone right now. You could just go to SiriusXM. You don't even have to sign in. It's – I went to – I have a SiriusXM account on my car, but I just mm-hmm. – I haven't logged – I've never logged into the site on my laptop and i just went to it to stream whatever yeah so uh we were in the car which is something that doesn't really happen often and uh we had to activate it online it said like it was like an actual channel that says like activate your subscription again and it's free so uh we didn't get a chance to experience that so i'd say that's a negative on 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 that part i mean it's great that they give us the option but just make it free that's so annoying um the hbo thing's great though because you know HBO is, is basically another streaming service at this point with HBO now, and it's expensive to, to, to have all of these different platforms if you can't afford it. And right now, people are being furloughed, people are being, you know, people are being laid off or, or straight up just like let go. So, you know, you have to make uh, cuts where you can. And, you know, the first thing to go is, you know, $10 a month for this or $20 a month for that. You know, it was great. For uh, for for myself, I have that AMC uh, A list where you know you can see three movies a week. Um, so if I at least see like two movies a month, it pays for it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, they without me having to do anything, I got a notification within the app saying, "Hey, just to let you know, we are not charging you for the foreseeable future." That's great. Like that's that's the kind of customer service I want. You know, HBO and Sirius doing doing this for people is is it's both awesome. Because, you know, obviously we are bored and we, we need something to do. But at the same time, it's also great marketing for them because they're there for people mm-hmm. at this horrible time. And, you know, they're potentially getting some new customers out of it, too, with, you know, being generous at this point. So, you know, I'm, I'm all for it if it's done correctly, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's... That's how I feel about it. I, I personally am not really using it because I already, you know, have HBO. Uh, and again, I, I don't go in the car anymore. I don't have time for music. I feel like I, I try to listen to something like a podcast when I'm making eggs in the morning. And then I don't listen to anything later because <laughs> I'm, again, trying to wrangle a child or trying to catch up on a show or something. So it's been tough to actually catch up on this giant backlog of podcasts or, or new albums that come out. I heard that Dua Lipa album's great. 
Haven't heard it. Al slipping in. He only eats eggs in the morning because he just wants to remind everyone he's getting he's getting mad swole on this uh, on his time <laughs> off. For me, because I'm gonna switch it up, Lucas. We're gonna close out with you. Uh, for me, it's gonna be the fact that Amazon Prime is going to be streaming the South by Southwest uh, Film Festival at the end of April for free. Uh, or at least to subscribers. Um, I could be wrong on the free part, uh, but I know it's to at least subscribers. Um, most people have Amazon Prime anyway, I think. So it's it's pretty rad because South by Southwest, we were accepted to cover South by Southwest Film Festival. We've done it for the last two years. Um, our, our guy Sean Cordy tends to go down. He met Steven Spielberg two years ago for Ready Player One. The aforementioned John Krasinski spoke with him. You can check out the review where we actually have quotes from John Krasinski. We got to interview McConaughey uh, last year, which was crazy. You got to see us. So there's a lot of great things that happen at South by Southwest. But now if you have Amazon Prime, you can, you're can you going to be able to stream all those films. And that's great because I, I don't know when we're going to get back to the movies, to be honest. Like we keep hearing every single day, like, you know, this movie's sh- shifted to the fall or late summer or 2021. I mean, we don't know when we're going back. And I'm not trying to be a bummer. I'm just saying like, that's the reality of it because we don't know. So if you're a film fan and you have Amazon Prime, and I would look into see if it's free for everyone, but um, if you have Amazon and you love movies, the South by Southwest Film Festival is coming to you at the end of this month, and that, to me, is very cool. Lucas, what do you got? Um, well, I mean, a, a couple of things. Um, you know, I, I think definitely the way that a lot of – corporations and bands have sort of stepped up here you know i mean you know on the one hand we have been paying for hbo since you know i don't even know when hbo started uh so you know it feels a long time ago yeah i i feel like it's not to say that it's about time because i don't want to come off as that entitled millennial but you know I, i think that that's a good thing that they're offering up these things for free especially in the wake of people having less of an income um you know uh, two things that i think have struck me um are metallica mondays so metallica has been we going talked about into in the last its, episode yes that's correct yeah is 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 been so cool to to catch up on it's been so much fun to relive a bunch of cool stuff um you've got ken burns and pbs streaming classic baseball games um, you know, if you have MLB and NHL Network, they're streaming games. It has been so much fun to watch MLB Network because they've been playing like Yankees World Series in 2000. They were playing uh, games from the 70s. They just played Jeter's Mr. November home run. So it's wow. been it's been kind of wild to to watch, um, you know, a lot of them offering it through, you know, online portals or through YouTube. So it's been uh I think it's been great the way that especially bands, but I think sports leagues too have really stepped up to fill the gap in coverage with just some cool stuff you can watch. Uh, Lucas, let me ask you, you mentioned the Ken Burns stuff. Now, is he streaming the baseball miniseries, documentary miniseries, or is he actually streaming games? So it's, uh, there's some cl- extended clips of old games as part of the baseball miniseries. Which was great. I remember yeah, seeing that as a kid. If, that was so if, good. Yeah. I mean, anything Ken Burns does is incredible. Except his haircut. Um, well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think he's the only one allowed to have that haircut. I think that's kind of how that how that works. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's been uh, it's it's a, been a real treat, and you know, I think for sports fans who were hit very suddenly by this whole thing, um, as well as gambling degenerates uh, <laughs> who have nothing left to bet on, 
Um, I was I was just joking with a, a couple of friends of mine who we're always we have a, a text group that we always send bets back and forth to. And we joked a weekend. I was like, oh, uh, what are the odds on a sunny day tomorrow at noon? Um, you know, we were trying to bet on like marble racing on the Ocho and, you know, some some weird stuff. So it's it's been good. It's been good to, to kind of get some semblance of, of normalcy. Uh, you could bet on WrestleMania. That's uh, the one thing you could bet on right now. That's it. Yes, you can. You can bet on Ukrainian table tennis. Um, we we tried Russian hockey. That didn't go so well uh, because we don't know anything about <laughs> Russian semi-professional hockey. Um, oh, but you know, man. it's it's the effort. Um, we we'd be remiss if we didn't have someone like Lucas P. Jones on the podcast, and we did not get a little. Especially since Al's here too, a little news over Brews uh, <laughs> reunion here. News over Brews was a podcast that Pop Break uh, hosted, co-opted. I don't really know how you want to say it. Um, where the guys talked about, you know, not unlike what we're doing right now, but also had beer recommendations. So, Lucas, in this time of quarantine, let's 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 give the people what they want, and that is beer recommendations. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, so because I am up in Nutley, um, in Passaic County, we have been drinking a lot of Ghost Hawk lately. Um, Ghost Hawk is a phenomenal brewery. Everything they make is good. We just finished a crowler of Raven Dark, um, which is a very earthy stout, some slightly smoky cherry wood undertones to it. Very clean, very dry finish, 7.2% alcohol. So that's phenomenal. Um, and they also just released their Good Boy Stout, which is based off of a Russian Imperial Stout that they released. Uh, this one's been aged in oak barrels. Um, same kind of flavor profile, although it adds some vanilla sweetness, a little bit of bourbon on the back end. So I've been told. We haven't gotten to it yet. Um, but it was based off of a beer that we tried in-house and really liked. They're also doing delivery in the area. So if you're up in North Jersey near Passaic County, go to Ghost Hawk's website. You can see all the places they're delivering to. Um, Support your local brewery. This is the time. These places kind of need our help a little bit uh, to keep going. They run on thin margins. So we've been trying to support as many local places as we can. Um, But Ghost Hawk's Raven Dark, that is 110% the beer of choice that I've had so far. I like drifted out for a second. I thought you were saying it's 110% alcohol. (laughs) It's it's just alcohol. Uh, (laughs) Al, what about you? I don't know if you're drinking beer these days because, you know, you want to get swole and shit. (laughs) And Al's on mute right now. Ooh. You're a professional. You're a professional. You do a podcast for your company. I wanted to be as socially distant from you as possible, so I muted uh, myself. What a, um, a dude. So, uh, a beer recommendation. I actually have been drinking beer, uh, not frequently, but once a week, because Lucas and I have started our own virtual beer pong league. Which is yes. pretty great. What's it called? Yes. Besides? Uh, Lucas. So, it's called the Quarantine Beer Pong League, the QBPL, the Q for short. Um, I have actually spent approximately six hours today devising our own PCS, the Pong, uh, the Pong College Sports rating system, which will dynamically rate these teams that have signed up throughout the season um, based on strength of schedule and a number of other factors. If you um, want proof that <laughs> Lucas has way too much time on his hands right now, 
that sentence. Just rewind it. Not all heroes wear capes, guys. That, That's right. The formulas work. Um, so uh, I, I'll just give a quick beer recommendation, mostly because I can't uh, be as eloquent as Lucas is with beer. Uh, for the league, I picked up a couple uh, variety packs for, from Flying Fish. And they have a, a locale IPA. That's the first one that I've ever had that I actually enjoy. It's very sweet. It's very light, which is great. Uh, and, you know, it doesn't like it doesn't make you feel like a giant pile of crap after, which is good. Uh, they also have a, um, a, a salt and sea sour, which I really like, too, which uh, reminds me of a dogfish head sea quench. Uh, makes me feel like I'm on the beach. But then I look around and I'm, you know, surrounded by walls and uh, I'm slowly dying inside so it's great <laughs> uh you know if you don't think about it it's fine um yeah so uh, anything from flying fish uh, i would highly recommend they're they're consistently good well since i'm the uh, i don't really drink beer that much because i got that trick pancreas thing going on um if i was to recommend a brewery that you should support i am always been a big supporter of the asbury park brewery uh located off um, main street in asbury park um, they have a lot of great beers. I've sampled a few in my time. The, um, the Asbury Park, the, their gold lager is, is great. Their Sea Dragon IPA, I really enjoy. And I'm not a stout guy, but their stout, uh, that they serve around Christmas time is very, very good. Uh, this is a, this is a brand like they, uh, they did a limited batch with Panic at the Disco. They did a limited batch with, um, the Stone Pony. So the Asbury Park Brewery, definitely check those guys out. I'm more of an Irish whiskey person myself. Recently tried uh, a, a, a new um, one that I've been seeing on shelves recently called Irish American. And if mm-hmm. you want to, you want to exponentially add chair. <laughs> that's how like it's tripping me up as I'm talking about it. Exponentially add hair to your chest. Whew, this this that stuff <laughs> is legit. That stuff will knock you silly. Uh, so Irish American, have it in small doses. Uh, <laughs> and I guess we'd be remiss also, for Al's sake, if we didn't talk about Tiger King a little bit. Because it's still the hottest thing in the fucking world. Uh, Lucas, have you watched the Tiger King? Yes. You uh, are finally we- up to date. <laughs> With everyone, we we something. we started off by just watching one episode, and we're like, we'll watch the first episode, and then we'll, you know, and then we finish it in like three days. Uh, that we we watched like four episodes on the last day, and it just, it was so incredibly wild, it was insane, and I mean, I. I love the way that it just develops again from like a pretty normal, like, all right, there's got a tiger zoo. And then I think the turning point for me or one of the characters that, I mean, you guys have probably guessed which character I identify with the campaign manager. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Oh my, he, yeah. Oh my gosh. So hard. (laughs) He just, I just, he just ended up like endorsing a product that showed up on my Facebook feed, and I sent it to Cat. It was on the last episode. I have to mm-hmm. find it. Talk amongst yourselves. I'll find what it was. Oh my god! Oh god! Yeah, it, um, was, it was just it was insane. Yeah, it's it's you know we again we spent uh, I think about fifty minutes of the last episode talking about how crazy the show is, and all I keep doing on every voice call or Zoom call with anyone that I'm 
remotely in connection with is just saying like, oh my God, have you watched Tiger King yet? It's great. Um, something happened today, which I found super interesting. I don't know if you saw this, Bill. Or Lucas. Oh, so but, uh, the ad was for a thing called the Grooming Lounge. It is like a men's like, like you know, shave and haircut and like body wash stuff, and you can get fifteen percent off your order with code Tiger. That's amazing. <laughs> and, uh, thank you. For, thank you for interrupting me for that. I mean, it's, uh, it, it was worth totally. It. it was worth it. Oh, it's totally, totally worth it. Um, but anyway. Big news, potentially, not confirmed, but big news today. Everyone's favorite villain, Jeff Lowe, said that there is another episode coming soon. No, I did oh, not see that. No. Jeff Lowe, that affliction wearing son of a gun. Yeah. So he, he is the human version of an affliction t-shirt. He is. Someone he totally is. there was a great meme where it was just like someone forgot to tell this asshole that it's not 2009 and Avenged Sevenfold is not looking for a drummer. Please stop. <laughs> um I saw there was a great April Fool's Day joke where they said Kim Kardashian was trying to get him uh released from prison. That she had gone to Donald Trump to get him released from jail. That's that, that's the best. Uh, but yeah, I, I believed it for a hot second because I'm like, maybe she would do something that silly. No, what's what's her name? Uh, um, Cardi B. Cardi B is starting like a GoFundMe to get him out of prison. What that I don't think is an April Fool's. I think that like legitimately she's insane and is doing that. Um, but yeah, the, the the new episode is apparently going to be out next week. I, I mean, can't imagine. Oh is it a reunion God. show? That would be the best thing ever. How could it be? Joe's together. in jail. Well, you, you know. There's phones. You can call them for <laughs> I mean, could you, but I mean, they all hate each other. It's not like you're going to get... I know. No, that would be great. Carol you know, Baskin even though, like, in a friggin' room with Jeff Lowe and Doc Antle? It's not going to happen. It, they said that there's so much footage and there's so many things that's yeah. happened since that, you know, we'd, we'd... I think you mentioned it last uh, last week, Bill, that, like, they're, you know, they're in talks of doing a second season. I don't want this to end. I want this saga to keep going. That's, forever that's the thing though i don't know if it can end not because we <laughs> like we physically don't want it to end it's because the sheer amount of crazy bullshit that comes out every day we are literally getting epi- uh, you know pandemic updates and tiger king updates at the same time in real yeah. time it's just like mm-hmm. hey that guy got teeth now and it, or it's like this person did this this guy did this, and like Carol Baskin says this. It's like, it's like it like Joe Exotic supposedly has coronavirus now, because yeah, of course he does. <laughs> of course he does. Another another great news item I saw was most of the cast of Tiger King is on Cameo. Oh, I'm surprised <laughs> you're not on Cameo, Al. Lucas, why would I be? A- Lucas, Lucas definitely, should be on Cameo. You definitely should be. What What is Cameo? Cameo oh, is it's God. a it's a website <laughs> where you could pay celebrities to do like voicemails or like like video birthday greetings things like that it's like mm-hmm. usually like lower to mid-level celebrities there's i think there's some like you know there's definitely people you know on it dave ellison uh, was on it i know that for megadeth Ooh, oh okay uh I'm, I'm just gonna just really quick go on cameo and, and see some it's some actors like um, it's pretty sad there are some that are really expensive. Yeah. Oh, definitely. 
Uh, you can get um, you can get quarantine beer pong league. I feel like I'm I'm the perfect lower to mid level celebrity for this service. Yes, you can get uh, the soup. You can get the soup Nazi. Yeah, you can get that's cheap. You can get uh yeah sixty bucks. You can get Bob Saget starts at two fifty. Okay. Um, Sean Astin. Let's see, Flavor Flav, Red Man. Uh, man, it the, the list is worse and worse. It's just not great. I want to find a high end. I feel like. Lance Bass. You can get Lance Bass if you want. Busy Phillips. He's actually not that expensive. Oh, um, there was one I had to. There was someone that was like 2000. I want to say it was like Chris Jenner or something like that. Oh, that makes 100% sense. Yeah, there was someone who was crazy expensive. And it's going to blow It's gonna blow my mind if I don't find it. Debbie Gibson's on there. Debbie Gibson. Yeah, there is there is a lot of uh, Jim O'Hare from Parks and Rec. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Oh wow! I'll tell you right now though, if I'm gonna spend any money on anyone, I'm gonna get Kevin Conroy to do my voicemail for seventy five dollars as as Bruce Wayne slash Batman. That's not a bad investment, honestly, right? It's not bad. Yeah, I if I had seventy five dollars to spend, I would. That's the thing I would do. Yeah, man i I don't blame you. Oh my god! Oh, that 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 horrible uh, Fox News host, uh, Tommy, Tim, Tommy Lauren. Lauren, Tommy Lauren. It's an L A though. It should make an L O send. Oh, it's, it's Tommy Loren. Yeah, Loren. Yeah, eighty dollars. Oh, that's way too much. Hmm. That's, <laughs> uh, but yes, this is a this is a rabbit hole that I'm not. Yeah, not I'm like I'm like so slowly dying in this rabbit hole right now. Yeah, yeah, you can get Rick Mahorn yeah. for all you old school bet, or Brett Favre, Lenny Dykstra, Tim Hardaway. Uh, I yeah, think Lenny Dykstra definitely needs the money at this point. Yeah, he is constantly in New Jersey, constantly allegedly doing <laughs> things he should not be. <laughs> Only allegedly. That's all I'm saying, and I'm not saying it happened at the Go Go Bar two minutes from my house. <laughs> allegedly. Um, allegedly. Allegedly. All right. Before we start saying things, we're going to regret. Yeah, that is our episode. Lucas, thank you so much for coming up. Uh, why don't you give us a give us a taste of where you are in social media? Also, don't forget to plug your exploits in the hockey world. Yes, um, so you can find my personal Instagram at BrewDownSelly. Um, I've been switching Which, it up. To what does post- that mean? So, okay, so originally it was News Over Bruce. Um, we had to, unfortunately, you know, move on from that particular name. So in, in the hockey world, I tried to combine my two loves, hockey and beer. Um, normally it's called Bar Down Selly, where you take a shot, uh, the puck hits the top crossbar, goes in, and you celebrate. So they call that Bar Down Selly in the hockey world. Uh, so that's where Brew Down, Brew Down Selly comes from. Um, I try to post a lot of my cooking, which I've been doing quite a bit of um, this this past few weeks. But my main exploits are found at the underscore Dan K show on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Um, I run the website www.dankshow.com and we are a hockey show. Uh, we cover junior hockey, college hockey, everything in between. We are getting ready to launch our own podcast, finally joining the future audio podcasts um so we are launching that this week uh we're gonna have some guests from all over the hockey world on big thanks to al for helping me get set up um and uh yeah we just we do hockey and obviously hockey's canceled right now but come september it'll be back in full force and we'll be traveling the country drinking coffee eating local food and yelling about hockey 
Yeah, so if you look at it and it looks like Dank Show, it's not a show about weed. It's the Dan Day Show. So, interestingly enough, um, really quickly, because I know we're signing off, but we initially tried to get away from that, but now we've embraced it after a chance encounter on a golf course. So we were in Florida. I know. Just bear with me here. We were in Florida, and we were golfing at Innisbrook and in Tampa, and we got paired up with these two random guys who saw our gear, our clothes, our hats, and they were like, huh, the Dank Show. And we just kind of chatted or whatever, and about the fifth or sixth hole, they were like, well, what's your show about? And, you know, they were real excited. We told them about hockey, and they were a little disappointed. We couldn't figure out why. Turns out they're in from Colorado, and they run hedge funds that invest in marijuana businesses and they yeah. thought that we were a marijuana based podcast and they were very disappointed to find out we weren't. Well, that's why I always have to say the popbreak.com because not the popbreak.com fast because everyone thinks it's the pot break. And when they meet me and they hear me talk and they look at the music I wear and I always listen, listen to and the flip flops I always wear. Well, you make a lot of assumptions. Yeah, exactly. So Al, stop being bored. Where can people find you on the internet? Yes. So I am at Al Manorino on Instagram and Twitter. Verified on Twitter. Verified on Twitter for almost no reason at all. Zero. Um, mostly, mostly tweeting about pop culture uh, and this podcast. And then Instagram, I should be posting photos of of bands that I, I go see in person and I, I click a camera pictures, you know, eventually are developed in some fashion. And then I post them on there. Problem is I haven't been outside of my house and all the concerts are canceled. So just look at my feed of old photos from old concerts. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. Uh, for me, I am at Bodkin Writes, W-R-I-T-E-S. Um, it's just me talking about wrestling. It's not that exciting. Or um, posting about my articles I've done on Pop Break. Uh, speaking of, check out every single day, thepopbreak.com. we got great stuff on music, uh, movies, uh, television, pro wrestling, comic books, and everything in between. Uh, we are on Facebook at forward slash popbreak.com all spelled out at popbreak.com all spelled out on Twitter at the popbreak on Instagram. So for my co-host Al Manorino, who is looking at Quibi as we speak, and for our special guest, podcast engineer Lucas B. Jones, my name is Bill Bodkin. Thanks for checking out the Socially Distanced Podcast. 